You are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. Season 8 Drabbles by Lindsay Bones on AO3 Chapter 5 Alluvium Where's Scully? Skinner asks tentatively. He is propped up in bed, his limbs feeling numb and heavy. She left, he says, feeling her absence like a yawning hole in his chest. Skinner nods and sits down next to the bed. She told you then? He asks. Mulder quirks a weak smile. The part where I've been dead? Or the part where she got herself pregnant while I was gone? Skinner looks confused. Mulder, you don't... He cuts him off. It's okay. It's just... a lot, you know? Skinner looks like he's about to speak, but thinks better of it, and knits his fingers together. I know, he says, finally. It's unimaginable. Why were you looking for Scully? He asks, a false lightness in his voice. I was going to attempt getting her to go home and rest for a while. The only time she's slept has been in this chair. I've never gotten anywhere telling her to slow down. I don't imagine you have either, he prods. Skinner can see he's looking for more, trying to piece the world back together in his mind. It's been a lot for her. All of this. She seems like she's moved on, he spits, coming out more bitterly than it sounded in his own head. Do you remember how you were when she was missing? When she ended up in a bed like this? He remembers the utter desperation and recklessness of those dark days and cannot imagine his staunch, practical scully behaving quite so irresponsibly or so drowned in her own self-pity. He was half a man without her back then. That bad, huh? Skinner meets his eyes, and behind his glasses, his eyes are stricken. Mulder, I can't... It's been so much worse than that. I thought she'd die right along with you. He maintains his outward stoicism, but feels Skinner's words like lead weights pulling him under. Whatever you're feeling about her, about the situation, just be careful with her. He feels a slow burn in his chest and fights to keep the anger out of his voice. I don't know what I'm supposed to feel about any of this, he mutters, from behind clenched teeth. He's not sure he wants to hear any more, but the words are tumbling out of his mouth before he really has a chance to think about what he's saying. Scully's baby. Is it... I mean, did she? He's not even sure what it is that he's really asking. Mulder, some things aren't for me to tell. He nods and closes his eyes. Yeah, okay. It's been hours. She's been laying in bed all night and most of the morning. She had lain down shortly after leaving Mulder at the hospital and hadn't been able to get up since. The sun has been up for a while but she's not certain for how long. She'd watched the sunlight rise in columns on the wall and stared, nearly unblinking as they made their ascent. Dust particles dance and weave through air, disappearing as if swept away by an atom bomb whenever the heat kicks on. In the stillness and silence, she imagines she can feel his breath on her neck, smell his aftershave, remember that she was loved. The baby stretches and rolls, pressing against her overtaxed bladder. 
The phone rings three times before she comes back to herself and makes a conscious decision as to whether she will answer it. Scully, she answers, her voice thick with sleep, even though she's been up for hours. Is it true? Frohickey asks. She's smiling in spite of herself. It's true. A long pause. I'll be damned. Yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing, she adds, now fighting tears. You okay? I'm fine. You don't sound fine. I'm okay. I am. It's just been a long few days. Her attempts at reassurance usually fall flat with him. The sprout's okay? Baby's fine, too. I'll bet Mulder was over the moon. Her breath hitches, and she chokes back a sharp sob. Scully? He's a little overwhelmed with everything, I think. She's helpless to keep the tears out of her voice. I've got a pork shoulder going in the smoker soon. I'll bring you some tonight. Between Frohickey mothering her and her actual mother, she never wants for a full refrigerator. I'm okay, really. You don't have to. I'll drop it off around six. Resistance is futile. Okay. Skinner bought new shoes before the funeral. They now have two layers of cemetery dirt, one from burying him and one from bringing him back. As he strides through the hospital hallway, they pinch at his big toes and squeak on the linoleum floors. Scully hasn't been back since she left 48 hours before. Mulder hasn't asked for her. Quit pacing out there, Skinner, Mulder calls. He ducks his head in and casts a furtive smile in Mulder's direction. How'd you know it was me? Your shoes, Mulder replies with a chuckle. Skinner looks down and sees the faint dusting of dirt, the bits of mud caked around the eyelets. He remembers staring at his toes next to Mulder's snowy grave and listening to Scully's grief pouring out like a gushing wound. When he closes his eyes, he sees a photo negative of her tear-streaked face. He naively thought that by bringing him back, he could make things right again. He hoped that he could pull her out of the darkness. He realizes just how wrong he has been. They're going to cut me loose tomorrow, he says, with a muted smile. That's great. Where do I go, though? He asks tentatively. Home, Mulder. You go home. He looks deeply confused, his eyebrows knitted tightly. I've been dead for three months. How do I still have a home? He looks at his shoes again. She wouldn't let anyone touch it. Just like she wouldn't let anyone touch you. Scully? How on earth could she afford that? You made her your sole beneficiary, Mulder. Skinner can see the wheels turning in Mulder's head. She wasn't ready yet, Skinner adds. Mulder is breathing faster, looking for all the world as if he'd like to run screaming from the room. He sees him suck in a deep breath and squeeze his eyes shut. Well, I guess I should thank her for not having any coping skills, he says, behind gritted teeth. Skinner wonders if the cruelty he hears is intentional, or if it's Mulder who has no coping skills at this point. Maybe both. She's not the person she was, Mulder, but she needs you to be the person you were. He watches the words land on Mulder like grenades. If you can't do that, you need to walk away. Mulder's eyes narrow, and his jaw sets to one side. Well, Walter, you've been waiting in the wings all this time. This may be your big shot. 
If you like this story, please follow the link to the writer's page and leave some love. Kudos, comments, or subscribe. They'll love hearing from you. Then you can head over to our Patreon page and contribute to Audio Fanfic Podcast. As a member, you are granted early access to one new story per month. That's www.patreon.com slash audiofanficpod. Thank you for listening, and remember, the stories are out there.